Sophie Hardy and the Battle of the Myriad by M.R. Dale, narrated by Leona Hall. Chapter 5, The Orites Evening. When Yasmin zoned back into her bedroom after attempting to help Clara and Sophie with the Encantado, she heard a most unusual sound coming from downstairs, arguing. Her parents never fought over anything, but from the voices that were emanating from what Yasmin assumed was the kitchen, they were shouting at each other incredibly angrily. Listening carefully, Yasmin tried to work out exactly what they were saying without leaving her room, but being not just the floor above, but the floor above that, the voices were muffled, and so Yasmin couldn't make out the words that were being thrown. Immediately deciding that she didn't like hearing her parents arguing, Yasmin moved from her bed and sneaked through the door and onto the landing before tiptoeing the first staircase and coming to rest on the next landing down. The voices were much clearer now. Part of Yasmin wanted to run into the kitchen and give her dad an enormous hug as she had seen him so little over the last few weeks, but something inside her told her not to and to stay out the way while her parents continued as they were. "'Have you never wanted to achieve more?' Yasmin heard her dad, Nicholas, shout. "'I'm happy in my job!' Her mum, Zoe, screeched back. But you could be so much more, Nicholas snapped. Yasmin had no idea her dad felt like this. He had always said how much he admired the work her mum did for the less well-off children who struggled with different issues such as learning difficulties or parents who struggled to look after them. He led her into the living room and the pair sat on the settee. I just want your mum to be the best person she can be, Nicholas said. Yasmin wasn't sure she liked what she was hearing. Her dad was being very harsh on her mum and had changed his position from what he used to say with apparently no reason. But she worked so hard, Yasmin replied. Nicholas nodded an understanding of Yasmin's innocent point of view, but then went on to explain what he thought in that patronising way that adults try to with children. She does, Yasmin, but what does she do next? Does she just stay still and do the same job forever? Doesn't she want more, to be the best person she could be? Yasmin looked at her dad, very confused. If someone asked you... Are you the best version of yourself? What would you say? Is there anything you want to do right now that you can't or won't? Nicholas's questions were getting stranger. Look at me. I've worked my way up from nothing. I have a brilliant new job which pushes me so hard. I have a wonderful family and I'm trying to be even better at everything now. Yasmin thought about what her dad was saying. He wasn't wrong in saying that mum should try to make herself the best version of what she could be. But at the same time, it wasn't his place to decide what that was. Come on, Yasmin, are you the best version of yourself? He asked, slightly more forcefully. Yasmin thought about all the things she had done recently with Desmerelda, Scope, finding Clara, how hard she worked at school to become a school counsellor and couldn't see how she could possibly do any more. I think I am, yes, Yasmin said, as determinedly as she could. Nicholas smiled with bright eyes and a beaming pride in his daughter. At that point, Yasmin thought she could hear her mum talking to herself in the kitchen. Again, she could hear her voice, but not make out what was being said. Yasmin just assumed it was her still moaning about what Dad had said to her. "'What about your friends, Sophie and Clara?' Nicholas then asked, taking Yasmin's focus away from Mum talking to herself. Yasmin didn't even need to think about that one. She saw how hard the pair of them had got it at the minute, and still they were working tirelessly at Scope and at home. "'Definitely. Look at what they're going through with their dads, and they're still focused on everything,' Yasmin replied." Nicholas looked at her and smiled in agreement and a strange sense of relief. I'm glad you said that, he replied. Yasmin detected a knowing tone in his reply, which she didn't like, 
but she struggled to see beyond the fact that her dad was back from work for the first time in ages, so she leapt forward and gave him a hug. How's your new job? she asked, not breaking away from his arms. Oh, you don't want to hear about that, Nicholas replied. How are you doing, what with there being no school? He then proceeded to pull a parcel out from behind the chair in the living room and handed it to Yasmin. Just a little something extra for my girl. Yasmin took the gift and weirdly found herself having to force a smile. Her dad bought her gifts all the time, but for some reason, this one felt a bit forced or like it was a bit of a distraction. For the first time, Yasmin found herself not wanting what her dad was giving her and quickly had to think on her feet to hide exactly that from her face. Open it then, Nicholas said eagerly. Yasmin suddenly felt strangely sick. Her best friends had no dads anymore and here hers was trying his best to please her when actually she really didn't want what it was he was offering. Yasmin's mind wanted to focus on why her parents were arguing, not on whatever pair of shoes she had been bought this time. At that moment, Zoe walked in. She joined in the family moment and said to her husband, I'm sorry, Nikos. I will be better from now on. I've had a quick look on the internet and already found an even better job and I'm going to apply for it. It's something I should have done a long time ago. Again, more warning sounds started in Yasmin's mind. This wasn't how her mum spoke. Something wasn't right in the Uriti house and Yasmin knew it. Nervous, Yasmin put the parcel down on the floor and hugged both her parents. She wanted to send a message to Sophie and Clara to tell them how she felt, but there was no way the two of them would want to hear about her problems with her parents, with what they were going through. At least Yasmin's dad was there, albeit behaving quite oddly. The Sophie Hardy Saga was written and produced by Emma Dale and narrated and produced by Leona Hall. If you enjoyed it and would like to continue to follow the adventures of Sophie and her friends in coming episodes, then please subscribe through one of the many podcast providers out there. The links for each of these can be found on our website. If you require more information, visit our many social media channels, or if you would like to purchase a copy of the book, then be sure to check out our website, www.sophiehardysaga.com. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy.